Estate Radio, Byron Lazine, One Ant Company, William Ravis Real Estate, Pat Kenny, Barnum Plans back, back in action. We had Mary Pula, of course, last week, now part of the One and Company team. We had a great show, Pat, without you. I, I must say it was one of the greats, one of the greatest shows. I had I had no expectation of anything different. I mean, Mary Pula makes me just I, I I'm not even in the same stratosphere. I pale in comparison to someone like that. Well, so well here's what happened, Pat. You know how I I'm always like, hey, if you want to call in and get a valuation of your home, and sometimes people will take us up on that, and sometimes yeah. people won't. But I'm the only one giving that on air valuation of the home when I call for that. When we had Mary. I mean, we, we were getting a whole bunch of calls for just that. We did one, and Pat, we came within 6,000 of each other when we did a less than two-minute on-the-air home valuation of the property's price. And and then, Pat, what was even better, so I was at 325, or I was at, uh, I was at 325, she was at 319, and was even better than that. The consumer said, I was thinking right in that range as well. So all three of us were in alignment. And I think that's, you know, like when uh, when you've got maybe two agents as opposed to just me and, and Mr. Finance Guy, PK, Mr. Future Planning, then maybe you get more calls. Although that is open. I can do it. I can sit here and do it. I could even I could even get Mary Pula or Ann Carpenter on the line if if I had to, uh, if you wanted to, but you can call in at any point, interrupt me, 860-464-9490. If you have a home that you would like an on-air valuation of the price in two minutes or less, I am more than happy to do that. And by the way, you'll get a gift card courtesy of Sarah Station Equipment, your residential tank specialist, anytime you do that, Pat. So we get we had one that was kind of like your it was a split level. So four bed, uh two bath, I believe. You can go check out you can go check out any of the old shows on CT Real Estate Radio Podcast if you're interested. And then this guy calls and he had a beautiful property. Uh, but it was like it was like fifty acres, like three different buildings. It's like the, okay, that, that one is a little bit harder to do the two minute valuation. But if you got a single family home this can work really well. Not that, I mean, that guy's property, I think it was in uh, Newtown, sounded, it sounded incredible. So hey, listen, you can get two. I'll give you one. It just isn't going to be anywhere in the ballpark. Like I'm, I'm happy to do one as well. You can get two, you can get two that or might, three of them. You know, you get, you get one quality one and you get the, the finance guy. That might Take be fun. You could open up like Zillow or Redfin or something like that. And you could use that data. I, I have the, you know, luxury of the MLS. What was even more fascinating last week was, Mary Pula did back of the napkin and came up with her number at 319. I had the MLS. I had my computer in front of me. So I'm like, I'm like, Mary, I'm using the MLS. Like I'm, I'm just telling you right now, I have the advantage because I'm just, she's like, I don't need that. I don't, what are you talking about, Byron? I don't need that crap. That is, that is three decades of expertise Yeah, right there. She was like, you're, you're a clown. I don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> really so. confident there. Weren't you, Mr. Lazine, right? Until she smoked you with a napkin. You're like, oh man. I was like, it's a that, magic napkin over there. It's good. It's solid though. That's awesome. Yeah. Such a, such a cool addition. And I, I, I feel like especially last week's listeners definitely got a treat there getting uh, a little exposure to, to that, 
that crew and that team over there with you guys now. So that's awesome, man. I feel like no, I'm, I mean, I'm, there's no way I can follow it. I mean, we're going to have to not talk about real estate this week because I got nothing. It's been such an incredible merger with with Mary Pula and Ann Carpenter and Mary Lou, who's worked for Ann for 23 years. I mean, it, them bringing the power team over, merging it with one and company, it really, I mean, it just took the number one team in the whole state, made it that much more powerful. So it, it's been incredible. So, I mean, seeing thankful. it from the outside in, like the, the impact was immediate. I mean, like I like so quickly, like on all of all of the one and company stuff that I follow, like so quickly started to see results of that. I'm like, holy cow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and those that that know these two know that you know what they're bringing to the table. I mean, they are they're not going anywhere. You know, you know, what's funny, Pat, is a lot. I heard a lot of uh, agents that work New London County were like, oh, man, I was hoping maybe, you know, their big announcement would be that they're they're going away. They're not going <laughs> hanging anywhere. Up the spurs. <laughs> they're not hanging it up at all. They're not going anywhere. They're ready to to continue to to dominate like they always have. And so we're just, we're just going to take it to the next level. All right, Pat, what do we got going on here on, uh, on this show now that you're back? I feel like at some point you're going to call me on last week's markets and, and inflation and those kind of things. So I'm going to go ahead and be proactive. All right. So you know what I am going to call you on though, before ooh. you get into your, your proactive hey, rant man. is what Why is it a rant? I, I don't know. I, I just felt rant coming on. What a, <laughs> What a scam the damn stock market can be. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm watching a, a particular stock this week. I'm watching Open Door, which is mm. a, they are an eye buyer, meaning they buy homes direct from people and they flip them for a profit. Obviously, Zillow just stopped their eye buying. Zillow no longer buys homes directly from people. They are going back to what made them a great company, which is leaning into the top agents like one in company. We have the number one uh, Zillow position in the entire state of Connecticut. We get the majority of the great leads. We have the number one Zillow flex contract, number one Zillow performer in the state of Connecticut. Can I ask Anyways, you a question really quick on Open Door? Does Open so Door I'm gonna, do yeah. anything other than iBuy? No. So Open Door just does iBuy, which is why they've been much better than Zillow at iBuying. They just do iBuying. There, you know, people aren't going on Open Door to to look at homes to shop for homes like they would on Zillow. So, so Open Door buys homes directly from consumers and then they resell them for a profit. The benefit to a consumer it's for, it's for that small percentage of people that want ultra convenience. They don't want to do showings. They're willing to take a fair offer, but it's it's likely less than what they would get on uh, the open market and using a you know traditional real estate agent. So it's not for everybody. It's somebody that maybe needs to move quickly, something like that, right? So I'm watching Open Door Stock at night, and one of their co-founders was just like, I mean, he was doing a, uh, you know, a dance all over Twitter about how great they are now that, you know, Zillow stopped and how great he even was like talking about how great their earnings were going to be on Wednesday, which I thought you couldn't do, but... I don't know. I guess anything goes these days with the SEC. So he's talking about how great they are. I'm following the stock very closely. So all day on Wednesday, the stock's going down, 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 down all day. It goes down to about 9%. I mean, all day it's just going down. And the earnings report is at five. I'm like, okay, everybody must know something. Maybe the earnings are bad, even though the the thought was the these earnings were going to be very good. So then... Pat, I'm watching it because I'm just curious. Right at four o'clock, the stock 
starts shooting right up in after hours yeah. trading. It's going down all week, all day on Wednesday, and then right at four o'clock, can set a clock, set your watch to it. It just starts spiking up. And what do you know in the after hours, though, that hour between four and five, that stock goes up 20%. I'm calling total scam, Pat. I mean, so th- th- these people in the after hours that have the after hours abilities, these special magic wand, they're a bunch of scam artists. That's what I say. <laughs> these people on Wall Street, I don't know how to figure them out. All right, I'm going to grill Pat on the market. Uh, we've got some some college talk, some Georgetown reporting that we're going to talk about. If you want to interrupt us anytime, get a value on your real estate, you can do that because this is Real Estate Radio and you are listening to 94.9 News Now. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Lewis. Everybody has a story about them watching a stock and it's like, this just doesn't make sense. Some, somebody is up to something out there because all day that stock, Pat, we were just looking at it here during the break, this stock that I'm talking about all day, it's no good. And then at four o'clock, an hour before the earnings, all of a sudden it turns good. I mean, there, there's somebody with big money out there that's manipulating the world. Pushing things. Actually, let's take a look at it. Hang on. Let me go back to here for a second. because All right. So you're talking... What day was it? I mean, look at so Wednesday afternoon. You said right. So Wednesday was was the day. Wednesday was earnings. Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, Wednesday the tenth. All right. So Wednesday the tenth. Let's just stay on Wednesday. So this is Wednesday. This is the start in the whole day. Whole day it's going down. I mean, not, not much, but it goes from twenty one bucks to to nineteen. It's historically now. You know, it is historically, not historically, but recently it's been twenty three, twenty four dollars stock. But yep. they were down after Zillow's news. Yeah. So then we end up over here, and then. So did the Zillow news have like an impact on them? You think like a scare in the eye buyer like world for consumers? Yeah, it did. It did a, a li- it did a little bit. So they dropped yeah. a little bit when Zillow said we're we're not going to be buying homes directly from people anymore. So you saw it drop from say twenty four bucks, twenty three bucks, which is where Open Door is sitting at right now, down to about twenty. Then that co founder on Twitter started uh, gloating, saying earnings were going to be great. And it popped back up to 23. Then it came back down on earnings day, like you saw down to 20. But then immediately between before earnings come out, that one hour between four o'clock and five o'clock, it just needles right back up to 23, 24 with no news yet. I mean, we're waiting. I'm like, in you know, at 3:59, the stock was terrible. All of a sudden, at four o'clock, it's great after hours. I mean, what are these after hours people know? And why weren't they buying at 3:59? Why weren't they yeah. buying two minutes earlier? I mean, the thing that's crazy too is if you look at the bottom here, this is the volume of trading, right? So you look at look at how low those bars are at the bottom there. That's that's Wednesday. That's going into the day, and then Thursday. And that's right at four o'clock. Like I called it, because I'm sitting there watching it. Yeah, and, and there's not a lot of volume. And then nine thirty the next morning, the volume just—I mean, it, it tripled in terms of trading volume. How many people were yeah. getting into and out of the market? Yeah, it's kind of nuts. And Pat, do you have an answer for that? 
I mean, yeah, there's got to be, obviously, yes, there's some sort of not insider is the wrong word because it's everybody knows insider, but it's really, it's going to be scale, right? So if you have an institutional buyer, uh, I'd have to look because I, I don't keep an eye on open door. I'd have to look to see how many mutual funds they're in. I'm sure there's a, a large handful of mutual funds that they're owned in. And when you think about a mutual fund, right? So you and me buy a hundred shares, mutual fund buys a hundred thousand shares, right? Like that's the kind of scale that we're talking about. So when something like that starts to move, if there's sentiment where, uh, as their as their price starts to move downwardly um, in individual positions, mutual fund managers have guidelines they have to operate within. So they may have had to sell at a certain threshold, right? So if the, if it starts to pull down, starts to pull down, starts to pull down, there could be an endowment like Harvard that owns a hundred thousand shares of Open Door. I'm not saying they do, but they could. And their investment policy statement says that uh, with this level of volatility, you can't be in that position anymore, and they have to sell. If that happens, then you have this this influx of shares in the market, which will depress the value more. But then you have the opportunity to pick it up. Somebody else has a different investment policy who says, "Hey, you can't buy it until it's down to this." And there could have been a big a big sell and a big buy, very close together, because mutual funds don't trade until four o'clock at the end of the day, right? So you can't you can't buy and sell a mutual fund in the middle of the day. All of that stuff happens at four o'clock. So there's a really good chance that something happened where somebody's sell trigger was set off on one side, but the buy trigger was set up on the other side. Not the same fund, but there could have been two different classes of people, um, institutional, that kind of thing. That, that could have been the pickup. That happens not a ton, not quite at this scale, but it's also, it's not a, it's not a massive like stock. Like it's, it's got a $14 billion market cap, which I'm not saying is small by any means, but in the scale of like, you know, the Apples, the Microsofts, which are in the trillions, like a $14 billion company is like a small to mid-cap company. Well, I mean, you got all these people on online that are like arguing with me because I'm putting out video content on my YouTube channel about this company uh, in relation to like what it means with Zillow stopping and, and what the future is. I mean, you've got so many people that are buying open door stock that think 100% of people are now going to want to sell their home at essentially a discount for the convenience and so I ran some numbers. There's going to be about 7.1 million uh, home sales in 2021, okay? I actually added home sales to what Open Door is going to do this year just to, like, be nice and just, like, fluff it up. Yeah, they that's, are, that's a little. Yeah, they are 0.003% of the uh, the total market, okay? So, so they're not even a player. They're not even 1%. They're not even close to 1% of total sales in America. And they, I mean, they sold 6,000 homes in, in quarter three, Pat, 6,000 homes. There's going to be 7.1 million sales Oof. this year. But, but all these people, they're like hitting me in the comments. They're like, you keep calling them a home flipper. Cause that's what they are. They're a home flipper at scale. You know, that's yeah. why they're, 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 what'd you say? A $14 billion market cap. They're a nice size company. They're, they're a big company for, for home flippers are the biggest, right? They're the biggest home flipper. It's not your local home flipper. These guys are, you know, doing it across the country, but you got all these people in the comments saying they're a market maker. That's like the, that's the cute little word. Uh, all these investors want to use the market maker. I said, no, they're a home flipper. They're a home yeah. flipper at scale. And, and they, yeah. they're just convinced that everybody's going to want to give up showings open houses and you know the the inconvenience of selling your home for top dollar and i just believe call in if you disagree i just believe most consumers are going to want to sell their home for the most money they can possibly get so after netting out all the fees okay if i got to pay an agent this 
And I, you know, it's going to cost me this to close. I'm going to have closing costs, this, that, and the other thing. You don't have closing costs no matter who you sell to. But if I can get more using an agent than selling to a home flipper, even if they're a sophisticated home flipper like Open Door, you know, if I can get a 5% spread on a $300,000 house by working with an agent, that's $15,000 in that home seller's pocket of real money. I believe most people are willing to go through the inconvenience of showings. And a lot of times it's closer to 10%. So 30,000, you know, let's just call it 15 to $30,000. Yeah. Are, are, are you, do you want 15 to $30,000 more when you sell your house to go through the inconvenience of showings and potentially open houses? 860-464-9490. Which side of that are you on? Would you rather sell for the convenience, less money, no showings, or would you rather sell with the inconvenience of the showings and more money? 860-464-9490. Love to hear from, from you if you have an opinion on that. Does anybody have, like, I wonder if that, like, if that data exists in a meaningful fashion where you can run that delta of, you know, it takes you uh, normal markets, you know, this market aside, I guess, but it takes you X amount of time to sell with an agent at this premium, you know, this is whatever you, your, your, your extra profit is versus the speed with an eye buyer and your reduced sale. Like what are those days worth and start to figure out kind of what that math looks like. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hands down. There's no question. You're going to make more money with an agent. Yeah. And I guess the question would be like, what's, what the spread is or what that Delta is between well, those two. I mean, well, the thing that I thought was interesting, you said 6,000 is what they sell a year. Or last quarter, I'm sorry. Uh, they sold they sold six thousand in quarter two. Six thousand homes. Five thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight. And the Zillow news of them selling seven thousand will set everybody into a panic, right? Right. So so seven thousand is a panic, but six thousand is a market maker? Well, what are we talking right, about? Come on. Right. Come on. Well, they, they just believe that they do it so well because they've got good reviews online that everybody is going to rush this. These are the people that are investing in in open door, which I you know, part of the reason I was I was so upset at four o'clock when the thing candle sticked up is, is because I'm like, I want this thing to fail. So all these market <laughs> maker idiots in my comment section can, uh. you know, but here's what's going to happen when, and the Fed was talking about this, this past week. When did the Fed come out with that report? Uh, was it this week? Their FOMC report? I think it was last Wednesday. Yeah. Last Wednesday. Yeah. So in that report, the Fed's talking about the really the only thing that can pull this real estate market down is interest rates, which of course, before that report, Pat, I've been saying that on this show religiously, and it's not going to be the, the million people that are in forbearance right now that are being offered 40 year loans in a market where their house is worth more. It's not going to be though that million people. And by the way, we're going to sell 7.1 million homes this year. If you put a million more homes onto the market all at once. The Fed doesn't even believe that would pull prices down. It would stabilize prices because we are lacking so much inventory. We could have sold 8 million homes easily this year with the amount of demand. But the one thing that can pull this market down is interest rates. And a company like Open Door, who is house flipping at scale, market making, they're sitting on 17,000 homes right now. If interest rates go up to four, four and a quarter, something like that, they will be in trouble because, yes, you're not going to see home prices reflect. And somebody in the comments is like, oh, home prices 
will be a lagging measure. Those will be two or three months out. Yeah, because the activity will stop today and those home prices that will they'll sell two or three months out will be the indicator of what's happening today. You put interest rates at four and a quarter today, a whole bunch of buyers just got wiped out of the market and they're re-upping their leases, which means they're not looking at these homes and they're not making offers on these homes. And then when they sell, they're going to be worth a lot less. Yeah. That's how it works. And if they candlestick up on the interest rates, then you've got open doors sitting there with 17,000 homes. Uh-oh, they're operating at a 7% margin right now. That whole thing goes away in a hurry. You're going to see 10% drop in home values if interest rates go up over 4 Mark yeah, I mean, my words on that. I mean, their profitability right now, looking at the Morningstar report, their return on assets is negative 11.97. A return on invested capital is negative 11.5. So that's they're they're already upside down, which you know listen a lot of companies have come through with that. But fine, that's that's not a great way to run the market. But if you have the volume and you can get new capital in, like being able to sell a lot more shares, then good, fine. But you know they're they're they, they're they already did make a mar- they did make a margin in quarter two. To be fair, yeah. But Pat, quarter two was the best bull market in real estate of all time. Yeah, that's my point about them. So great, you, you did it in quarter two. You you kind of made some money in quarter two, but that's going to be as good as it gets. By the way, th- this this well, house is... flipper that we're talking about, yep. uh, Open Door, when COVID hit, they stopped immediately in March of 2020. They got scared, put their tail between their legs, and ran. And who was still servicing consumers? Real estate agents. Funny how that works. Oh, that's the cue. All right, we come back. We're going to get into the one and company rewind of the week. If you've got a property to promote, call in. If you got one that you want us to give a valuation on, call in 860-464-9490. We got to get some of Martin's money away, PK. State Radio, Fire and Lazine, One Ant Company, William Ravis Real Estate, along with Pat Kenny, Barnum Plans. And we've got the One and Company Rewind of the Week. Before we get into that, if you've got any real estate to promote, feel free to call in 860-464-9490 is the number. If you've got any properties you want me to give you an on-air valuation for, Happy to do that as well. All right. This week, PK, one and company, we had nine new listings. Okay. Inventory coming back on. There's more homes to purchase right now on the market than there has been all year. We had new listings in East Lime, 14 Colton Road, East Lime. That is $125,000 piece of land for three and a half acres uh we also had new listing in new london 33 farmington ave 33 farmington ave in new london on for 239.9 waterford 26 harbor view ave in waterford on for 240,000. Six six coit court in waterford on for 269.9 six coit court waterford 269.9 six grassmere pond 
Lane in Suffield for seven hundred forty-five thousand. Six Grassmere Pond Lane in Suffield seven hundred forty-five thousand. Sixty-seven Lydale Place in Meriden for three thirty-nine nine. Sixty-seven Lydale in Meriden for three thirty-nine nine. Fourteen sixty-nine Farmington Ave number forty-eight in Bristol for two hundred and fifty thousand. 501 Paddock Ave in Meriden on for 220000 and 15D Pineview Drive in Brantford, $175,000. Those are the nine new listings for the one and company team at William Ravis. We had 14 under contract. We went under contract on properties in Ledger, Hamden, Middletown, Hamden, Guilford, Hamden, New London, Westbrook, Clinton, Killingworth, Waterford, Stamford, and Watertown. We had closings, Pat. You guys do that? We had a a whole bunch of closings. And I'd love to get to them, but my my computer seems frozen here. Yeah, here we go. Maybe (laughs) here it comes. Hold on. All right, what a racket that is. We we had eight closings. Guilford, Bristol, Meriden, Guilford, North Haven. And a bunch of other towns. There you go. There's the... <laughs> oh, here they are. Here they are. Guilford, Griswold, and Rocky Hill. There you go. All right. My, You know when you lose your mouse, it's like on another screen or something Ooh. somewhere? I, th- I think that's what happened to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have open houses as well. Both of them tomorrow. Sunday open houses. Six Coit Circle. Coit. C-O-I-T. Six Coit Circle in Waterford is open 11 to 1 and that is a brand new listing on for 269.9 you definitely want to get over to that one tomorrow between 11 to 1 on the open house this is a single family house in Waterford 6 Coit Court and it's listed for under 270,000 that's tomorrow 11 to 1 and we also have 720 Nut Plains Road in Guilford open from 1 to 3. 720 Nut Plains Road in Guilford, 1 to 3. 6 Coit Circle, Waterford open tomorrow, 11 to 1. There you go. That's the open houses and the rewind for the week for the one and company team at William Ravis Real Estate. It's not one tech thing, it's another, isn't it? Well, I'm something. sitting there, I'm, I'm scrolling, and I'm like, where, where did my mouse go? And it's uh, it's the damn screen behind me. There you go. Well, I won't bring up the screen behind you is wrong again like it was last week, but I may have I just can, brought that up. I can fix that, Pat. This one? Uh, this yeah. time around? Yeah. There and you go. Oh, hey. you were ready for that one this week. All right. Uh, I guess I wasn't ready till we got all the way halfway through the show. By the way, you can good. see these little clips. that we, we record these shows. You can check these clips out on the One and Company Real Estate YouTube page. So if you go to YouTube, One and Company Real Estate, we get we do a whole bunch of content on there. You should go check that out if if you're interested in local real estate stuff and any of the clips that we do from this show. I think that's the next uh, Martin's Money uh, game we do. Is we have like a, like one thing that you can only learn by seeing us on the YouTube, and then you call in the next week with what the I, little nugget is from from the behind the scenes clip, and you get a you get a gift card. That's our next uh, our next Martin's Money angle. I agree. You know, Martin called me the other day. And How many times did he call you a hammerhead? Uh, come on. He texted me last night and called me a hammerhead. But he calls me the other day, and he says, uh, I'm with Dougie Braun. Doug, 
thankfully had gotten out of the hospital. A little scare there. Yeah, I was so, say, I'm glad the glad the fresh master's feeling better. Yeah, feel, he's feeling better. He's doing good now. But he's with Doug, and he says, you know, Doug was in the hospital for a couple of days. He he says, life's short, Martin. You, you, we got to do something special here. We, we, we got to do something fun and, and really get out and, and live it up. And so Martin says to me, we're thinking of going to Peter Luger's. I said, oh, Peter Luger's. Oh, I love Peter Luger's. Martin says, well, if we do it, you got to get Pat's butt up here. You got to get him up here to, to come to Peter Luger's. We got to do a, uh, a limo ride and go over to Peter Luger's. And we got to give away a couple spots on the show to Peter Luger. So I said, all right, well, we got to really figure out how we're going to do that. That's a big time deal there. Limo ride, Peter Luger's, all the booze you can handle, that type of thing. You know, we got a combination really... of all the best ones we've done. Yeah. Because we did, we did limo. Remember, we did date night limo rides. We had a couple of those, and then we've done like the the Mega Martin money dinner lunch or lunch over at George. That's uh, this is like a, the all he just continues to outdo himself, Martin McKinney. Yeah, you know, with the Joshua limo connection there, and so we we've got to uh, we got to think of something. We're not giving away Peter Luger's today, so we're just giving away our normal gift cards here today. So don't don't get all ramped up, but. We're going to come up with something here leading into the end of the year, I believe. I believe that's when we're going to do it, you know, in December mm. uh, to give away this this Peter Luger spot. So just be, you know, pay attention here over the next few weeks when we when we drop that. Yeah, if you if you miss a show or two every month, this is not the next six weeks is uh, not the time to do it. Make sure you're you're dialed, you're dialed in here because that's big. It's going to be that's big. huge. Are you going to come up for that? Yeah. Otherwise, Hammerhead's he's going to keep he's going to I'm going to get like eleven voicemails. In a day from him. You can't blow He's him gonna... off twice. You blew him off on the home. Oh, show. my God. All right. All right. His, <laughs> yeah, his, between the, the medical degree that you two both have, I'll, uh, I'll take your advice next time when I'm told by, can, by a doctor not to travel. You can stay right right in my place in, in Madison. So I'll, I'll hook I'm you not up. Sure, I'm not sure if that's, a, that's an incentive or if that's a reason to. Yeah, that's an uh, incentive. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Excuse me, sorry. Excuse speaking me. of college degrees, Pat. See that? I, Look I, at that. I beach balled you up there, and, and you caught Speaking it. I like it. of mine and Martin's <laughs> degrees <laughs> that education. we have, I got the degree in, uh, in Martin's money. I'm about to give some of that away. So college costs have increased dramatically since 1980, okay? Uh, but pay for young workers is not up nearly. As much. This is according to a Georgetown report. So let's do this, Pat. Let's give away a little bit of Martin's money. Have college costs increased more than 100% or just under 100%? It's a big number, but is it over 100% or just under 100%? That's since 1980. Okay, so how much have college costs increased by? Since 1980, over 100% or just under 100%. 860-464-9490 is the number. We're giving away gift cards to Sneakers Cafe in Groton. So if you want to go to Sneakers on Service Station Equipment, call in 860-464-9490. It's a 50-50 coin flip. How much have college costs increased by 
since 1980, over 100% or just under 100%? We got a lot. Of, we can do a lot of those, like 50-50s in here. There's a lot of like good statistical data. I don't know why I just struggled with the word statistical, apparently. I just had a... You're the statistical guy, Pat. I was surprised that was, uh, with that, too. That was rough. That was like a, a stumble and a fall there. But typical, a- typical college costs include tuition, fees, room and board, allowances for book supplies, transportation, and other personal expenses. Why would why would personal expenses be, be wrapped up into that? All right, we have Connie from Killingworth. Like Thirty with seconds. A guess, Connie. What's your guess? Hi, Hi this is hey, Connie. Hey, Connie. How are you doing? Great. How about you? Doing amazing. Are you enjoying the show today? Oh yes. Oh, thank you. Thank I you always do. All right, I hope you win then. So what, what's your guess? More or less than 100% for college costs increasing since 1980? I, I'm going to think it's one over, over 100%. Over 100%. Connie, you are correct. College yeah. costs have increased by 100% and 69% since 1980, but pay for young workers is up just 19%. That's according to a Georgetown report. And you, Connie, you're getting a gift card to Sneakers Cafe. Stay on the line. We'll get you hooked up with that. Oh, thanks so much. You're welcome. We'll be right back. Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. Did you get a call or message? You know, Pat, I wouldn't care how much college costs if you were getting that money back. You know, just like I wouldn't care if, you know, a stock totally tanks all day and then at four o'clock it spikes up if there was some rhyme or reason to it, you know. But, you know, this is just ridiculous, this chart. Percent change in college costs and earnings for young workers. So since 1980, the cost. And Connie guessed correctly, it's skyrocketed over 100%, 169%, almost 200%. But the earnings of adults ages 22 through 27 have increased much more slowly, only 19% over that time. Okay, so that is like, I mean, that's such a gap. That That's, a, that's 150% essentially. That's 150% difference of what it costs you to go to college and then the increase in your earnings. And what I think is is so crazy in this is as near as near as makes no difference. You know, obviously the listeners couldn't see it. The line for college cost is a straight line up. Yeah, there's no there's no step back at all. You know, if you look at the wage difference, it goes it, it undulates. It goes up and down. Like it's not a steady nineteen percent. There's some years from you know 80, 80 to eighty five where it wasn't even growing. It was going backwards, and college just went straight through the roof. This is why I'd encourage anyone who is potentially mentoring a young, you know, a young person or their own child or helping somebody make decisions about college. Like, do you know exactly what you're going to be? Is it, is it a doctor? Is it a dentist? I guess that's the same thing, right? Doctor and dentist. Are you going to be an attorney? You know, are you going to be a nurse, like, do you know exactly what you're going to get out of this degree? Is it a very, you know, something you have to go to college for? Because if not, there are a whole bunch of people that, that need help in the trades. 
-hmm. You can go into a trade and become really valuable and start a business right now and crush it. You, You talk about being an electrician or a carpenter, you know, any of those trades, you would absolutely crush it in and make money instantly or getting a license, right? Like a real estate license. You can go over to realestateagentscholarship.com. I'll actually pay for your real estate license. If you do that, you could get, I don't know, cosmetology. What is it? Uh, what's the hairdressing license? Cosmetology. Uh, cosmetology there's, there's license. Esthet- esthetician. There's all these licenses that are very specific that help people make money right away that are more valuable than going and just getting a generic college degree where the costs keep going up and the income that you can make between 22 years old and 27 years old off of that degree are just not in line with what you got. Yeah, I think, you know, it's almost like college. College should almost become like a vocational or like a technical school, right? Like you're, you're only going for these six things. I remember like tech school, you know, like Norwich Tech, Grosso Tech, you know, there's, there's, here's what you're doing. You're going for the, for one of these particular things, not just this kind of carte blanche kind of wandering, uh, you know, and I'm not picking on a degree or the other, but you know, the, the need or the necessity for a generalist type degree at the cost that you're paying for it. That's where we take issue, right? You and I've talked about this. I don't have a problem with, People get college degree, zero issue with that. But the return on dollars, quite obviously, is not there. It's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's quite stunning that we're we're always complaining, you know, about things like this instead of just teaching people, especially young people, what the other opportunities are for you. Get it? Get a real estate license. Get into real estate. It's never going away and start helping people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. And then how about, you know, you yourself start investing in real estate with some of that cash, start investing into your future. Uh, I don't know why that isn't talked about as often, Pat. I just, it just blows my mind. We're going to sell, I said it earlier in the show, 7 million homes this year. So we're going to have 7.1 million sales in the country and next year it's going to be just under that about 6.8 million. If you look back in the last 10 years, it's always over 5 million homes, good market, bad market. There are homes selling. So that means there's opportunities to help people buy, sell and invest. And it also means that you yourself can start investing in real estate. It's a, it's a market that's continuously moving. Yeah. There, there will never be a, uh, a cease in people transacting in real estate ever. No, no. And you know what? I'd be even right now where it's, where it's super high. If you find a great deal, you know, it's a great deal. You know, it's a great location with the, with the low interest rates. I jump in now, man, I, I would do it with the low interest rates because if, if the fed is talking about that report that we talked about earlier in the show, the only thing that can pull the market down is this increase in interest rates. And we know that Pat, by the second quarter of next year, they will, they will increase rates. So this will be reflective on the 10 year. This will be reflective on, on mortgage interest rates as well over time. And as they go up, yes, the the market will come down, but you will, if you're going to put some leverage on that deal, you're going to be paying a higher cost for the money. So if you find a great deal now, don't wait 
unless you're just only a cash buyer, then maybe there's an argument to, to wait, obviously. Sure. But, but if you're using, uh, if you're using a bank, if you're using other people's money and you find a great deal now, I'd be locking it in still. Well, cause it's all about timing, right? I mean, if you're talking about getting into a, a piece of property for short time, then with the current prices, maybe that's not the world's greatest idea. But if it's a long-term thing for you, I mean, I don't know what the average annual appreciation is nationally for real estate. And I know there's a lot of factors. I fully appreciate that. But historically, real estate appreciates, not depreciates. Yeah. So if you're in for the long haul, very much like with anything in the markets, right? If you're in for the long haul, as long as you believe in you know the, the structure of the organization as a whole, and as long as you believe, for instance, that that neighborhood or that, that city, that town, whatever it is, depending on how small you want to get, isn't going to completely implode – yeah, you might pay more for it now than you did 18 months ago, but everything is more expensive than it was 18 months ago. Yeah, everything is. That's just how it works. I mean, every single year, things just get more expensive. That's what inflation does, whether it's because of supply and demand, which is really the big driver right now for a lot of things, right? Real estate being one of them. Um, but a lot of stuff is being you know, crushed and squeezed right now uh, just because of the inflation. Uh, and because of the supply and chain, I mean, you know, gas, cars, food, lodging, all that kind of stuff. You know, when people are starting to travel again now, uh, you know, since we're getting closer and closer to a little more kind of freedom around travel, whether it's internationally or domestically, uh, you know, wages, right? And we've talked about this before. Wages haven't kept up. So there's still a labor shortage in a lot of places. Labor shortage in the hotel, right? Lots of people want to travel to I was just at Disney. Right. Disney. Yeah, is, how was is, Disney, Pat? Tell, give, give us a Disney story. Great trip. Uh, doesn't need to be five days. Personal recommendation. Three of and a half. Not, of course, no. yeah, no, plenty. Of course. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, we had a great time. We, we got uh, an amazing treat. The last day we were there, we got a, a, a VIP tour thanks to a, a little Secrets World connection. So we got to skip uh, every line, walk in exits of places, go behind the scenes, take shortcuts. Wow. Unreal. I mean, I can never go back to Disney ever again because I don't even want to wait in line for a bathroom anymore after that. It was just everything was. But we had a great time. We had we had we couldn't have had any better weather. It was literally 76 degrees and sunny every single day. Uh, and then the Friday morning that we went home, the skies opened up and it was terrible all day. And we, we were leaving. It was perfect. But an organization like that, right? Think about the demand in a place like Disney when people were able to start traveling again, when they removed a lot of the you know, there's still indoor mask mandates in all of Disney vaccinated or otherwise, if you're indoor you have to cover you have to cover your face with a mask, but mm. when it used to be around the whole park and social distance, right? But now it's it's a lot looser. I mean, there was so if you're hundreds. indoor, does that include like on a ride? Uh, yes. Yep. So if you're inside on a ride, um, you know, obviously outdoor roller coasters. Nope. But if you're going to be inside, uh, which is basically all of them, you have to go indoors at some point to to get onto most of those rides. Um, but even like the hotels on property, same thing. If you're vaccinated or otherwise, you have to wear uh, wear a mask. There's no any any of the the restaurants like like Epcot for instance, which has you know some like bars and, and kind of things. Uh, no standing, everything's grab and go. So you have to go in, get whatever drink you have, and get out. Uh, so you it's still sit. can you sit? You can sit at, at in the oh. dining room, but you can't stand. There's no bar stools. There's no standing at the bar. It's uh, like any kind oh. of yeah. So it's a little different, right? But it's, it's still, but it's a lot better than it was a year ago. But yeah. you know the 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 volume of people that are there is still so big. And, you know, Disney's one of those organizations that had to lay a lot of people off when they closed the parks last year. What the heck made you do five days? What, what was that all about? Um, timing. So I had my brother-in-law and his sister came Saturday. We went Sunday. My in-laws weren't coming until Tuesday. So we stayed a little longer to get to get everybody uh, 
a couple of days together up there because it was kind of the the birthday slash in-laws anniversary trip. Good time though. I mean, definitely was a lot of fun. Had an unbelievable dinner. I think I sent you the picture of my uh, my thirty-five oh, ounce bone-in tomahawk. <laughs> that, that was, was uh, that was unbelievable. I might have. Well, I'm going for three days in. Right before, right before the holiday, and then start looking now. Yeah. Start looking for reservations now because California Grill is uh, really tough to get in. Tough to get in. All right. Well, I don't know anybody that's going to get me to cut the lines in the bathroom. All right, Pat. If people need to get a hold of you for their future planning this week, where where can they get you? Travel over to Barnum Plans with an S dot com. Hit us up there. Uh, super easy to book an appointment. Quick call. Happy to answer any questions we can, whether it's uh, about open door, the stock, or otherwise from there you can you can just go watch my youtube videos if you want some open door information read the comments definitely go read the comments go read all the comments they're kind of crazy uh stick around here these next six six to eight weeks we've got a big surprise coming that might involve peter lugers and a limo ride and all that cool stuff so stick around for that and if you are interested in getting into real estate getting a license and avoiding Whatever your job is now or college, go to realestateagentscholarship.com. That's realestateagentscholarship.com. If you're switching careers, uh, we'll go over there. We'll pay for your license. That's realestateagentscholarship.com. You can always connect with us to buy, sell, and invest at oneandcompany.com. PK, I appreciate you, brother. Mike, great job over there at 94.9. Thank you, Service Station Equipment your residential tank specialist. We'll see you next week and every week live at 11 for Real Estate Radio. Have a good weekend, folks. You're listening to 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Buick GMC Studios in Boston.